0: Hey, I'm Eric, one of the pastors here at Chapel Roswell. And even though we couldn't be here in the room together because of the ice that's in the parking lot and the fact that the power's out on part of the campus, still wanted to share with you the message that we had planned for today. This is the second week in our series, Not Your Grandma's Christmas. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your grandma. It's not a criticism. It's just that we've observed that over the last generation or maybe two, we've somehow lost Christmas and. All of the glamorization and commercialization that goes on. Because even the season of Christmas now starts before December on that holy weekend of consumerism that begins midnight on the Friday after Thanksgiving and runs through whatever the last hour is. You can still qualify for the Amazon Prime two-day shipping on Cyber Monday. You put that together with all of the running around for parties and gift buying and the food preparation, the nonstop Christmas carols playing, all the lights. We've somehow glamorized and commercialized Advent right out of the Christmas season. Because Advent is the season that leads up to Christmas. And it's a season that's characterized by anticipation, waiting. Hoping. Hoping for things like peace and joy. Hope and love. And actually this can be a a little bit of a melancholy season for some people. As the feelings of sadness or disappointment or regret get magnified. By all of this celebration. It reminds me of a friend of mine. She told me about what Christmas has meant to her growing up because when she was a child, she was the oldest of four living in a house that was characterized by strife and animosity, fighting, even infidelity and addiction. Anything that she felt in at home that was maybe love or affirmation was always just fleeting or conditional at best. But then there was the Christmas season. And she remembers they would decorate their house, string the lights, put up the tree with all of its ornaments, the star on top. They'd have garland and bows cook big meals, sing all of the popular Christmas carols. So Christmas became a very special time of year for her. Not because of Jesus, because her household, they weren't Christian per se, but really because it was just a time when they would lay this thick layer of celebration and Happiness over the top of a broken hearted home. And that's really what Christmas was for her. It was sort of a band-aid over brokenness. And it wasn't until her adult life that she came to know Christ. Christ is the one who comes not to cover over a broken hearted home, but to be the heart of God for every person in every home. And so this season of Advent can be a season of waiting and anticipating and even an awareness of where the brokenness is. Acknowledging that Christ has come and Christ is coming to bring healing and wholeness. So often we, we fast forward, we jump right to the celebration, and we miss the waiting and the anticipation. It makes me think of one of our most beloved Christmas carols. It's actually the most published in history. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. You know it. And that carol reminds me of the story in the Bible when the angels appear to the shepherds to announce... That Christ has been born. I want to read that for you again. It comes from Luke chapter 2, and I'm reading verses 8 through 14, and this is what it says. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news. For all people, your Savior is born today in David's city. He's Christ the Lord. And this is a sign for you. You'll find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel, praising God. And they said, Glory to God in heaven, and on earth peace among those whom He favors." And see, that can be our tendency this season of Advent as we jump right to the joyous announcement, the celebration of the arrival of Jesus without remembering and acknowledging the pain that comes before His birth. It reminds me of what I had heard about this thing called the halo effect where a mother, upon holding her child, immediately forgets all of the pain that she went through through the and, labor and delivery process. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, and I'm not trying to open that up for discussion right now. I don't want to create any heated debates in your home. But the fact is, the pain is a part of the birth. And I know it's true even in childbirth, because my mother told me, I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. And I think she meant it because she earned it. Now I'm kidding. My mom never said that to me, no matter how much I probably deserved it. But the pain is a part of the birth. And the fact is, Jesus was born into a really painful time in history. You know, to get the picture, the people of Israel were living in a land that was run by a government that was foreign to them. And they lived under constant scrutiny and oppression. And then to be even more specific to the story that I just read, the shepherds themselves, they were living the life that nobody would want to live. Taking care of the sheep. And in this moment when the angels appeared to them, they were out in the middle of the field, in the middle of the night, it was dark probably cold. I'm sure it felt a little bit lonely. Maybe even depressing. And then on top of that, they were having to take care of the sheep. Those awful, hard-headed animals that stunk like sheep. it was into the pain of that moment, not just for the shepherds, but also for Israel and for the whole world, that Christ was born. The joy of the birth of Jesus was so significant because the world was in desperate need of a Savior. Savior. The joy of the birth of Jesus is because the world today is in desperate need of a Savior. And see, it's when we have that honest look at the world, at our lives, at our community, in our homes, that's when the power of Advent begins to take hold. That's when the joy begins of Jesus being born makes a change in us and in our lives and in our world. If you keep singing in that carol, in that Christmas carol, Joy to the World, you come to the line, let every heart prepare Him room. And I think that's the crux of that song for us, for this Advent season. For us to be able to truly express the joy begins with every heart, preparing room for Him, making room for Him in our lives. So I wonder, what would it look like for you to prepare Him room this Advent season as you celebrate the joy of Christmas? What would it mean for you to maybe push pause for a second on all of that? Or just take a step back and be open and honest with God about who you are and where you are. And where you would like to make room for Christ to enter in. Maybe that open and honest reflection means for you that You're aware there's an attitude or an abuse or an addiction. And this season, you want to make room for Christ to come in and make healing and wholeness and give you a new start. Or maybe preparing him room brings to mind for you a relationship that's broken. Maybe in your family, in your home, in your community, or at work. And so you want to prepare room in yourself for Christ to bring peace. Forgiveness. Maybe you're just disillusioned with all of it, with everything that you're reading and hearing about in the news. And preparing Him room means just having an open and honest conversation with God about where you are and what you see and what's breaking your heart. Or maybe you... Realize that you want to be more generous. And this is the natural time of year to look for ways to do that. And so, preparing Him room means inviting Christ to give you a generous spirit and a way to share what you have. If we had been here in the chapel together this morning, we would have invited you to come up to the manger. And there's straw all around it. And I was going to invite you to participate in something that my family's doing this year. We uh, received a gift from some folks here at Chapel Roswell called the Giving Manger. And it was new to us. I don't know, maybe you've heard of it before. It's a simple idea. And for the month of December, you have a manger. And you place it somewhere in your home. And then you have a tiny bale of straw. And the idea behind the Giving Manger is that you invite everyone in your house to do things this Christmas season that are benevolent, that are kind, that are giving. To celebrate and remember the gift that God gave us in Jesus. And every time you do something like that, you take some of the straw and put it in the manger. And then over the course of the season of Advent leading up to Christmas, you'll fill up the manger and in that way prepare room for the Christ in your home and in your life. And so we were going to invite you as we sang our last song to come up to this manger and to take some of the straw and place it in the manger. And as you do it, to let it be symbolic for you of where you're wanting to prepare Him room in your life this Advent season. And of course, as we all did it together, then what we would have had is a manger full of straw. Our collective effort to prepare room for Jesus in our lives, in our church, in our community, in our hearts. And so I don't know, maybe you have a giving manger, you don't, or you want to go find one. But I encourage you to look for where God is creating opportunities, maybe speaking to you through the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit to prepare room for Christ in your life today. Even acknowledging and being aware and honest about the places where there's brokenness and hurting and pain. And it may not be in your life or in your home. Maybe it's in your community and it's around Roswell. And that's why we've created ways for all of us to participate in helping to prepare room for Christ in Roswell. We've got a website, chapelroswell.com slash givingchristmas, where you can find some of the ways that we've highlighted that you can give to help prepare room for Christ in Roswell this year. But as you do, as we do that together, as we prepare Him room, then we can sing in fullness the song, Joy to the World. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. As we see Christ coming in our hearts, and our lives, and in the lives of our neighbors, and in the life of our community and our world. May that be the way that we approach Christmas this year together. I want to ask if we could say a prayer together. And then I hope you have a great afternoon. God, thank you for the day, for the season of Advent. It's a season of waiting and preparing and anticipating for the arrival of the Christ. We're thankful that He has arrived, that your kingdom has come. And we hear your invitation to continually be preparing Him room in our lives. And so God, for each one of us individually, for us together as we listen for and look for those opportunities to prepare Him room. God, will You bless us? Will You make the way so that Christ will come and come again and again and arrive more and more fully into our lives, into our world, so that we could sing at the top of our lungs joy to the world. The Lord has come. This is our prayer together in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, have a safe rest of the day as hopefully the snow and the ice melt. And have a great week and we'll see you back in the chapel next Sunday. God bless. Bye bye.